Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. We've got Gene Ginsberg, who's going to come on in about two minutes or so, and just rock your world in terms of building your business, starting an online business, marketing. She is just a powerhouse delivering massive value, so stick around. Before that, I just want to say again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here, for choosing to show up and investing yourself, time, energy, even money to become your best self during these challenging times. Like I really acknowledge you for doing the work and feeding your mind with sources of inspiration and encouragement. Keep up the great work. One step at a time. That's how you can achieve anything you set your heart, your mind, and your soul to. Next up is our iTunes review of the week. This week it's SwartzB22 who says, Win. Chris inspires by encouraging everyone to become the greatest possible self so you can become all that you were created to be. SwartzB22, thank you so much for that review. If you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store. Leave us a review, hit that subscribe, and uh, let us know what you love about the show, what you want to see more of, how we can improve it for you. We'd love that feedback, and uh, thank you in advance for doing that. I'm going to bring on Gene in just a second. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. Gene's been on the show before, just a powerhouse, deliver massive value. So you definitely want to stick around all the way through to the end because one idea has the power to change everything for you, for your life, and for your business. So let's introduce Jean and then we'll bring her on. Because Jean Ginsberg is a number one best-selling author, award-winning entrepreneur, and digital marketing expert with more than 12 years of industry expertise helping companies scale revenue, optimize sales, and marketing processes, and improve productivity. Gene is the CEO and the founder of GeneGinsberg.com, a digital marketing education company, and Jimball Digital Marketing, a digital marketing agency. Gene's clients range from brand name Fortune 500 companies to innovative startups. And additionally, Gene has been featured in Inc.com, Forbes.com, Entrepreneur, and The Huffington Post. Gene, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I am super excited. Yes. I'm very excited to be here right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We are bringing the heat, and uh, I know you're not you're not interviewing Gary V or, or anything like that, but on this interview, but <laughs> like, but I appreciate you being excited, Gene. Thank you so much. You're well, doing- I'm very very honored to be here, and and interviewing Gary V was very fun and <laughs> awesome, and that was a great experience. Um, yes. So- yes. I, yes, I love I that. I have to say I was very honored to do that as well. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, 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 we're going to dive into that. I just wanted to really highlight that. Like you're doing some amazing things in the world of marketing, really getting seen by the right people and just creating an impact. I love it. So we're going to dive right into the theme of today, Gene, which is using crises to fuel creation. What does that mean for you? You know, it's been an interesting uh, few weeks, I have to say. So in terms of being creative and uh, using the crisis, I one of the things that I'm uh, seeing or potentially I think could be a great business opportunity is, um, you know, instead of thinking about it as just like a negative crisis, thinking about what are the opportunities, right? Yep, what are the yep. opportunities that are uh, that are 
showing up in this uh, in this day and age in this particular situation. So I would say thinking about that and stepping up to, you know, if you're an area and if you're an expert in a specific area, when it comes to any place where you can help, then providing that service, I think is the great way to move forward instead of just yeah. sitting at home and being like, Oh, woes me, hmm. you know, this is terrible and things are going down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. I've seen people who are like shaming people for like selling their products and services uh, when there's, you know, like, Oh, it's not a necessity. Like, how dare you for selling your products and services when like, there's all this chaos and, you know, crises going on. It's like, Come on, right. we, we have businesses, like we have we have mouths to feed, we have families to take care of, and our products and services, because we sell them with integrity, we sell them ethically, we sell them because we know it adds value and changes people's lives, like it makes a difference and it moves us right. forward instead of stagnating and saying, well, I'm just going to be a victim and wait for, for everything to pass, put my head in the sand. No, like take action and let's move forward. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Um, I haven't really seen that much shaming, but I mean, if you think about it, it's the products and services are, yeah, I mean, they're also there to yeah feed our families and feed yeah. ourselves and um, and to keep our businesses going. So there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but also helping the community in, in exchange for the knowledge that you have. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so interesting. Um, so let's talk about the work that you're doing today. You're you're empowering people to start their online businesses. Like, what are some core things that you really stand for when you're serving your clients, Gene? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned when we spoke earlier, is we help entrepreneurs and. Um, I'd say small to medium-sized companies, mostly entrepreneurs and small companies, productize their knowledge um, So and start online businesses. A lot of times we find, we work with uh, entrepreneurs who are typically an expert in something that they do, whether they are you know, a piano um, expert and they are you know, uh, playing the piano or they're an attorney who wants to teach other attorneys how to run their how to run their law firm or they're a, you know, digital marketing uh, expert. I mean, there's many different expertises out there, right? right? And so what we try to do with our clients is help them bring that out there into the world. So um, sometimes we work with also coaches and consultants, and a lot of times we see that they're just trading time for dollars. And so we're also helping them productize their knowledge. So where they can not just trade time for dollars and, you know, spend an hour with a client, but mm -hmm. actually um, take that knowledge that they have, productize it. And that could be, you know, many different formats, which we can talk about later, and then push that out to many people. So it's one to many um, um, kind of uh, format. So that's really what we're trying to help people do is just get their knowledge out there. Mm, I love it. And, and you know, as you're saying that, I thought about my girlfriend, Petia, because she's, she has a women's empowerment coaching business. And like, we're always talking about how like you share so much gold in these client sessions when you're doing like one-on-one -on -one custom sessions, when it's like, you know, you're just, you're being there and whatever comes up, comes up. It's like, oh my gosh, you could totally use that and package it up into, into courses, you know, repurpose content from it, things like that. You know, there's so much, so much value there. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on those opportunities to really like maximize that and make life easier, give themselves more freedom, bring in more revenue, all that great stuff. 
Yeah. And the, the other thing that I do find a lot, and I've and I actually did that myself when I first started in this space, is that I was repeating myself so many times because I was saying the exact same thing to clients, right? And so I realized, well, why am I just repeating myself? Like, it's literally the same exact thing. So instead of me just talking to you right now, and then to you know my next client, you know, in an hour, then the next client in the next hour, I'm just, it's much easier for me to re- just say that to many people all at once. And then that it provides a lot more value than me just repeating myself every hour to a different, you know, client. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So it's been a while since you've been on the show, Gene, I want to teach our audience and remind our audience about your journey getting into digital marketing. You've been doing this for over a decade. Tell us more about uh, what got you into uh, marketing and helping people build their businesses in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been just over two years, I think, since the first time we did this. Yep. So uh, things like seems like a lot. Things have a lot of changed on your end too, and just you've grown and you just your brand and you've gotten so many people on your show, and it's been you know you do this every week, so it's crazy. <laughs> I'm sure I don't even know how many people you've had on this show over the last couple of years since I've been there. So yeah. it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but in terms of my journey, so like I said, I. I've been doing this actually for 13 years now. I think I need to update my bio. Um, And then seven years ago, I started my digital marketing agency, which was the first business that I started. And it's been great. I've loved working with clients. And then I've also expanded my business to uh, include consulting and then the education part of the company. So that's taking the knowledge that I've gained having an agency and working with clients and then putting that into products and courses and trainings and things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, also I um, wrote a book a couple of years ago. I think this is right before we met and that was an Amazon bestseller. So that was pretty exciting for me. And then since then, um, yeah, I've just been growing my business, interviewing Gary (laughs) Vee and just having an awesome time um, helping entrepreneurs. That's awesome. What I'm curious, like, what do you feel has been your advantage to help you grow and get in front of awesome people, authorities like Gary Vee? Um, I would say just growing my brand and helping entrepreneurs. I mean, that's really, I think that's what has been helping me with my growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just going out there, being present, um, answering questions, um, helping in any way that I can, serving, serving, servicing my clients, servicing the community. I would say I, that's really, I think, what I can attribute to um, to the growth that I've experienced over the last several years. That's awesome. Um, when it comes to building that foundation for a business, what do you feel is really key, especially online businesses? What do you feel is, is super important that entrepreneurs get right? Coaches, authors, speakers, people building an online business, wanting to productize. What foundation needs to be there, Gene? Uh, drive, I would say. That's mm-hmm. at taking action. I, I, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we think it's all about the fancy gadgets or the fancy, you know, Facebook ads or something like that. It's really about just taking the next step. It's yeah. not really as much about the, you know, just the, the strategies or something. I mean, you should have a strategy, of course, but um, it's really... Um, testing things out, taking the next step, not getting discouraged, moving forward, and not letting other people discourage you or, or be negative towards you. Um, I think that's really the main the main thing is where I see like the clients that I've had or the customers that I've had that have been the most successful. That's where I've seen that's the, the, the types of characteristics that they have um, in order to have a successful business. 
Yeah, I feel like that's that's so key. I think for a lot of people, we want to work with driven, smart people, but they just they they're in their own way, you know, and they're they're in their own right. way. They have blind spots. They don't see what they are missing, and then we come in with that expert knowledge, whether it's through a course or consulting, coaching, whatever our service delivers, and we help alleviate that whatever burden or whatever block that they're currently experiencing. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. So. I mean, marketing, it seems like in marketing, there's there's always something new. Things are always evolving, right? Because it's like technology, the times, things like that. What, what may have worked 20 years ago may not necessarily work as effectively as today. What do you see is important in marketing effectiveness today in these times? Well, first of all, I would say um, when it comes to the, one of the things that I feel like is the most effective is really your messaging. And I feel that a lot of entrepreneurs get that wrong. And that is something that's been around for 20 years and 50 years and probably a hundred years at this point. <laughs> and a lot of times entrepreneurs kind of gloss over that. And it is, and I see that and I'm like, no, we like the, the way I envision or the way I work with clients or customers is like, you have your ideal target market, you have your messaging, and then everything else is a channel, right? Social media is a channel, email is a channel, yep. Facebook ads is a channel, um, your website is a channel, like all of that. If you have your messaging down and you have and you know who you're marketing towards, all of those pieces are just like marketing materials. Sometimes right. they're online, sometimes they're offline, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can get your marketing message down, then that's really the most critical piece. Yes, there are a few things that you probably should play around when it comes to, you know, let's say running Facebook ads or creating a sales funnel and testing those things out. Mm -hmm. But if you have that down, you have the messaging, you have the ideal target market down, then the marketing itself will be so much more easier for you because you're capturing the audience, you're capturing their attention, you are giving them what they want and you know, it, it's just, uh, it's much more of an easier process. So don't gloss over the marketing message. Don't gloss over the ideal target market. Make sure that you actually get those down, honed in and like tight before you can start really going into the, the digital marketing itself or any marketing in general. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is super key. I love how you said, you know, it's been, been important for like a hundred plus years, right? Like it's been, been around and it's still a big weakness for, as a foundation for how people are, are not getting that, that direction and, and like alignment up front. So it's like whatever efforts someone takes, it's like, do you want to be trying to roll on a, a, a square wheel or do you want to be trying to roll on a circular wheel? Right. And if you don't have that message, right, you're gonna be trying to roll on a square, square wheel. So I want to talk about the questions that someone should be asking themselves to get that messaging right and, the, and that ideal client right before they go and take all this action and build products and create content. Like what questions should they be asking themselves, Gene, to get clear on those two things? Yes. Actually, when I engage with a new client or customer, we actually do three things. One of them is a strategic planning worksheet. That's more of like, what do you see your company, your brand in the next mm. you know, year, three years, five years, 10 years, like really kind of big picture. Yeah. Uh, but then also as part of it, we always do a uh, ideal target market worksheet and a branding and messaging worksheet, which is the you know the things I just mentioned um, in our previous uh, point. So, with the ideal target market, the things you should be asking when you're creating that, and uh, you know that's something that I can definitely share also across um, 
if anybody has <laughs> if anybody has any questions or wants that you know you can get in touch with me and I'm sure we'll talk about that at the end of the uh, of the show is that um, we we asked questions like you know just general general generic questions like demographic you know like age gender geolocation things like that right but then we really get into the deeper points the psychographics what are their challenges what are their pain points what's keeping them up at night you know these are the main things that we want to consider because all of, from that is also going to come your marketing messaging right because yep. you're going to take that and you're going to like okay this is what i'm trying to address you know these are the people i'm going after this is the audience this is what's keeping them up at night and then this is how my product or service can alleviate that solve that problem right so that is the ideal target market um and then for the branding and messaging the questions we you ask in that messaging worksheet is so what is your what are your what are your core values as a company what is your value proposition who are your competitors um what differentiates you in the marketplace so all of these are so critical because again a lot of times entrepreneurs gloss over that they want to run straight to doing facebook ads and i'm like great you can't really do facebook ads without like having the foundation right yeah. so you need to say okay well how are you different from your competitors like what dif- what makes you unique what makes you like why should some why should your audiences go with your product or service versus the 10 you know thousand other people who are doing the exact same thing as you right so really dig, digging deep on what differentiates you what's your value what's your core you know core values what's your value proposition and um, putting that all in a worksheet and then incorporating that in your messaging yeah Oof. Gold. I love it. And again, I just really want to reiterate for everyone who is is con- contemplating, hmm, I should be more clear on my my messaging. I should be more clear on my ideal uh, client. Definitely schedule something with Jean after this interview. Connect with her. Like just just make it happen. You know, find that person who you who you resonate with, who has the the processes and the solutions that you can implement to be able to create better results. Because I love what you said about. People just go to the shiny object or the channel mm-hmm. of like Facebook, Facebook ads, and it's like, oh, let's just go spray and pray, create all this content, or you know, throw money at it and see see what works. But it's like, no. and then they and then they wonder why their ads don't work, and then they Ugh. come back to me and they're like, why didn't this work? And I'm like, well, that's because you didn't actually do the foundational pieces in order to mm. make this work. Man, it's it's so fascinating because like it, it's basic, it's simple, but so many people are not doing that foundational work. Yep, absolutely. See that all the time. I mean, I have to say there's only one client I've ever had in the probably hundreds of clients and the thousands of, of entrepreneurs I've spoken with who actually had that whole thing down before I started <laughs> engaging. I swear to God, this is not even a joke. One client that I that I know who actually got that down right. Wow. And that's like, and that's out of literally at this point in the seven years I've had my business, I've probably have spoken to over a thousand entrepreneurs, whether they were clients or they were just uh, people I've spoken to or like had meetings or calls with like, like over a thousand. (laughs) Jeez. Oh my gosh. So when it, when it comes to working with your clients, like what's important for you as far as the values that you bring in and how you, how you love to serve them and like what, what makes you stand out? Cause there's a lot of marketers out there. Like what do you feel are your values and how you do it that differentiates you, Gene? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, because there are a lot of uh, entrepreneurs out there who are doing digital marketing. There are a lot of companies that are doing digital marketing. So absolutely. I would say um, the one thing that differentiates us is a couple. Well, first is what I mentioned earlier, is that we really dig in into that ideal target market and the, and the messaging, because um, we also feel like that's not like if we don't do that, then the whole 
uh, whole thing is not set up for success. So mm-hmm. I'd say that definitely differentiates us. And we, having spoken to, like I said, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, and they've worked with previous agencies or digital marketing experts, they're like, we haven't really done anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one piece I feel that differentiates us. The other thing is that we do try to stay as much as we can on the cutting edge of technology because um, since we're since it's a digital marketing agency, um, we always stay on top of the tech trends and all of social media platforms that are going on. Yep. So we really try to use you know the latest technology that's applicable to the client. Um, and we a lot of times um, companies or brands or entrepreneurs just kind of you know they're like, oh, I'll stick with Google Ads because that's been working for me for a long time, and they don't always look into what else is out there, you know, yeah. what else is working, what else can we try? So I'm all about trying new, new software, new platforms, new social media um, outlets um, in order to find your audiences. Um, so I think that's another thing that really differentiates us is that we're always trying to stay on top of tech trends and use the latest technologies that are applicable. Didn't you talk about, I, I may be wrong, but didn't you talk about TikTok with Gary Vee? I certainly did. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another one. And I mean, he's very much into TikTok and has been promoting that insanely on his content. And so we did talk about that during the interview. He did mention that TikTok is going to be in, I mean, it already is, I would say almost like the next social media platform. So if you're not on TikTok, all of you who are listening, (laughs) definitely get on that. It's not just from me. It's from Gary Vee's lips as well. And he knows his stuff because (laughs) he's been doing this for a long time and he never seems to be wrong. It's like the guy's never wrong. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or very, very few times he's ever wrong. So um, yeah. So if you, uh, if that's not a platform that you're using, definitely look into that. So it's kind of in the, in the sense that it's similar to like a, an, an Instagram, but it's only video. So you right. would post, uh, I think, up to 60-second videos on TikTok. So you can take that and repurpose that content. If you're already posting, let's say, on an, on an Instagram, you can definitely post it on TikTok. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, uh, Gary B always says, use the native platform. So use the con- create content specifically for that platform. So yep. um, also that's another piece to consider, not just repurposing content, but also creating it specifically for TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, because like the language of the platform for every platform is is different, right? Like posting Absolutely. something on Facebook and trying to post that same thing on on Instagram or vice versa, it's like not going to work. YouTube to to Facebook, you know, YouTube to Instagram, it's not going to work. So understanding right. that, and I also think what you said earlier about knowing who that ideal customer, that ideal client is that will really help the content succeed and make the impact right. that we want it to, to drive, drive the, the conversation, to drive people to take actions, new actions that they wouldn't have taken otherwise to check out our stuff and, and move themselves along the buying journey. Right. And also it's something to keep in mind is that thinking about where your audience are hanging out. So which mm-hmm. social media platform are they on? Um, and, and I know that a lot of times I do get pushback where it's like, well, my audiences are not on TikTok. And, and that might be the case right now, but in order to um, be successful on TikTok, you have to start now so that when your audiences do age up and they will eventually age up, you know, we all get older, they will be on TikTok and then you already have had, you know, 
years of experience being on that. And then you can find your audiences or engage with your audiences now who eventually are going to age up. So speaking about that in that sense, not just like the immediate, like, okay, my audience are on Facebook now, so that's all I'm going to do. But Facebook is going to eventually evolve. Like all the other platforms always evolve. So thinking about in the future, what's going to happen in the next year or five years. So Mm. a lot of times, again, entrepreneurs don't always think about what's like, what's coming up in the next five years. So um, think, keeping that in mind. Yeah. I, I'm, so it sounds like to be open and explore different marketing channels and avenues and like strategies to be like prepared for whatever the future is gonna, going to bring. Is there anything else you'd recommend about like being current and modern and being flexible, adaptable when things are changing, platforms are changing, new platforms are coming around? Anything else you'd recommend? I mean, I would just say being flexible. So not just being stuck in whatever you've been doing, because that's businesses fail because that's all because they've been doing the exact same thing for years and decades. That's typically how businesses fail, right? Like that's why, you know, Borders is no longer in business. And that's why Woolworth is no longer in business because they did the exact same thing for decades. And then like, 2020 came by and they're like oh well we're not we're kind of behind the eight ball toys are us you know so so being flexible and and also just realizing that like things change very quickly now maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago you know we didn't have that kind of like constant change Mm -hmm. but now with the technology that we have with the way things are it's just things change much more rapidly so so being open to change is so critical because that's how you're going to be able to grow the business or, you know, your business, any business in, and, and allow for that to kind of penetrate into your business. But if you're going to continue on doing the exact same thing, it's going to be harder for you than to get ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. If an entrepreneur is wanting to get into um, like productizing their, their knowledge and what they got going on, like where do they have, after they have the ideal client and the messaging, where do they go from that step? Right. That's a, that's a very good point. So then they, I would say the next thing would be also creating the product. And so what does that look like for them? Um, you know, the easiest things to create or the most, um, I would say the, the easiest thing to get started with when you're just getting started with this would be creating something like a group coaching program. So you're, mm-hmm. you know, you might already be a coach or a consultant and you might already have one-on-one relationships with your clients, but in order to scale and not just be trading time for dollars, creating, let's say a group coaching program might be something similar. You know, you, you might charge obviously less per person because it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's more people in it, um, at one time, but that's, um, also a very easy way to transition right so you're you're talking to one person you're giving them advice you know in that specific um you know space let's say it's like relationship something like that so then you have a group coaching program and you have multiple people you're giving them this you know similar advice um and then if they want to interact with you you know further you can provide you know additional uh, products or services um so that could be let's say courses or training so it could be let's say paid webinars or or free webinars or it could be uh courses that let's say you have combined a lot of information into one specific topic and then you can create videos and and you know worksheets and cheat sheets and um PDFs and whatnot to put into more of a comprehensive uh bigger picture course or training. So this would be the easiest way I would say to get started is maybe just group coaching and then moving up uh, to maybe let's say more expensive products that are, let's say trainings or courses. Mm. That's good. So the group coaching, that's just like, Hey, we're already delivering these services one-on-one at more of a high ticket 
level, but not everyone can afford that level right. of you know intimacy, feeling and experiencing like a VIP of your your highest level of service. And so it's like to make it more available to people and be able to scale, which I mentioned in your in your intro is like something that you're really focusing on helping companies and entrepreneurs scale their revenues. Then that's right. like we get to build the systems and the processes to be able to to do that. And it sounds like the group coaching is a is a really logical next step for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think that's really where a lot of uh, coaches, uh, I would say authors, you know, consultants find the most success because it's very easy to implement. Um, you're already kind of doing something similar. It just requires some additional tools um, and it's easy to scale because you can invite, you know, 10 people, 20 people, 100 people. And it, again, it allows you to create more revenue in your business. Um, and it's something that, yeah, like you're already doing for the most part, just one on one. Yeah. You mentioned tools there being an important part of the success of these initiatives. Tell us more about like how to choose the right tools, what we should know about choosing tools to help us get that result. Absolutely. So we also, as I think that differentiates us, as we talked about earlier, is that we do use tech platforms and tools to really support our business and our clients' yeah. businesses. Um, so for example, if you're looking to just take the next step in productizing your knowledge, create, let's say, a group coaching program, you might probably use a platform like this. So right now we're on a Zoom, so you probably would want to use a platform like Zoom to to invite people into your meeting and then you know have these group coaching calls you know, with 10, 20, 100 people all at the same time. So that could that's one platform or one tool that you would be using. Um, the other things would be things like, content management systems, right? So you have these calls, let's say it's every week that you have a group coaching call. Well, so people are paying you for it, right? And so you would then want to take, record that call and then put it into some sort of content management system where then if somebody missed the call, they can go back, they can watch it and then you get the content without necessarily being live. Mm. And so there's um, content management systems like Teachable or Thinkific or Kajabi where you create the course, uh, or create the group coaching program. Um, all the payment is done there. You have your landing pages there. You have your graphics there. You know, you drive people to the landing page, they sign up, and then they have access to it. They have a login, and then they can view all of the content there all in one place on their mobile device, on their computer, whatever it might be. So that's another tool that we definitely use. And I always have uh, my clients use as the content uh, learning management system. Um, and then, And then there's a lot of other tools out there that, I mean, everything from project management tools to uh, standard operating procedure tools, which I think are very critical, especially if you're looking to scale your business. Um, let's say bring people on board. Um, those uh, standard operating procedure is, again, something that I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs not implement, but I think is so critical in, in creating a business and scaling a business. Um, you know, things like landing page um, creation tools like ClickFunnels or something like that. Um, and then, of course, things like ads, so like Facebook ads, Instagram ads. I mean, there's so many tools out there yeah. um, that uh, and we can go a little bit more into detail, you know, depending on where you are in your business and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask because like there's so many tools out there. How does someone know, like how does someone not get caught up in shiny object syndrome and just like getting getting um, distracted by all these different tools, all these different platforms and ways to potentially market to their audience? 
Right. Well, I'd say there's a few things you can do. I mean, just going online and doing some research and finding the tools that are in that specific space. So, I mean, for example, uh, you know, for landing page creation, there's several tools like ClickFunnels or Unbounce or Optimize Press that are all pretty much kind of similar. They do the same thing. They create landing pages for you. So doing a little bit of research, I mean, going on Facebook groups and just asking people who've already have experience with it, um, you know, seeing kind of a consensus on who is using what and why they they like a particular tool. So I, I would just say maybe doing the, those couple of things at first um, and then just testing it out yourself, right? Depending on what you need in your business and what you want to accomplish or maybe how you like the interaction or the user experience of that particular tool, you know, you might use one versus another and that might just be a personal preference that you have. You know, I might like click funnels, but you might like unbounce better, right? Yeah. Just for uh, personal reasons or just usability reasons. Um, so yes, I would say those would be the things that I would you do. In, and that's how I started when I first started, you know, adding tools to my business is just like doing some research, figuring out what other people are doing in, in the yeah. community and then, you know, seeing how they work for me. And I have had, a ch I've had changes and I've, actually change tools for example at one point i used to use optimize press but now i switch click funnels for um for funnel creation and landing page creation and i like that tool now better yeah yeah and it plus it's like you go i think for me i would go with like what is the tool that i can um easily share with people has the most training has the most support and it's like it's easy to get started with you know like especially if you're going to be using it to grow your own business you're going to be sharing that with your clients like it's super important that like everyone has ease ease of accessibility and in, in like ramping up speed you know right absolutely yeah. Yeah, this is this is great, Gene. I love it. So, is there anyone who wouldn't be a good fit to productize their knowledge? I'm curious. Is there any industries or huh. types of professions? You know, I would say, I mean, if you're an expert in a specific field, then you're a good candidate for productizing your knowledge. So that could be again a coach, author, um, consultant, just you know any any expert. I don't know if there's really any, I mean, I guess if you don't have expertise that might somewhat disqualify you from, <laughs> from then productizing your knowledge, because typically it starts off with, you know, you want to productize your knowledge based on the expertise that you have. But I feel like at the same time, you know, we all have expertise in one thing or another. And a lot, I think one of the things that I see um, a lot is that we take that for granted and it's like, well, why would, you know, why would somebody want to learn um, how to garden or something like, let's say I'm a, you know, expert gardener and like I've been gardening for 20 years and I know everything about gardening. It's like, so we take that because we know that knowledge so well, we are like, well, why would anybody want to know how to garden? Um, but that's actually not the case. A lot of people would want to, let's say, learn about that very obscure, you know, uh, gardening technique or something like that. So um, a lot of times I think we think about it that way, but you know, we have to, it has to almost has to be like a mindset shift or a paradigm shift where we're like, yeah, somebody out there, maybe there's, you know, only a hundred people out there who might be very interested in the specific gardening technique, but that's a hundred people that you can help and a hundred people that you can teach. So, um, so I think there's, I think most everybody has some sort of expertise in some type, you know, of area or another that yeah. could be potentially, um, you know, a, a product or a service. Yeah. This is good. I had a, a question about like staying connected because um, it's like it's I feel like 
in this online age, it's easy to feel a, di a disconnection. Um, and like, especially with all the things that are going on right now, I feel connection is needed more than ever. Um, what do you think is important that we stay connected with our audience, with people we care about and like keep that, that connection alive, Gene? Well, yes, I think connection is very critical. I mean, it's engagement. I always talk a lot about engagement in my content, engaging with your audiences. So, um, and yes, it can be a little bit challenging, especially now when we're kind of going through this uh, time where we can't really engage in person as much, but we can still engage online. And, and I think a lot of people are moving towards that. If they haven't already, and a lot of people already are online, obviously, and they're engaging online, but I think even more so now because we can't really engage in person and have that kind of interaction. So, um, yes, I, you know, the one thing that I also talk about a lot in my brand and my content is like finding those audiences, um, engaging with them, servicing them, you know, helping them, um, and creating a community around that. So I think that's really key when it comes to, um, any sort of productizing of any knowledge, whatever it might be is creating that community so that, you can service those individuals who are in your community um, and teach them, you know, whatever is the specific topic or expertise that you have. Yeah. And in, in, in that community creation, is that something that you feel every entrepreneur, every business can do is like, like start up their own Facebook group or like, like, is everyone meant to create that community? And like, what are the different ways that they can do it? Because I know of Facebook groups, but is there other ways that people can continue to foster that community? I think that, you know, if you have a brand, um, creating a community, I think in having those kinds of people who are just really gung-ho about your brand is, is important. And I mean, we see that all the time, whether it's a small brand, whether it's a big brand, there's always going to be people who are like, yes, I love, you know, I love this particular brand. You know, I love yep. Nike and I always buy Nike. So you have those like, really gung-ho ambassadors who are who are going after it. and you know sometimes it's, it just might be you know it might be a smaller brand and maybe you only have you know 10 or 20 of those kinds of people but they're still very valuable because yeah. um because they're also ambassadors for your brand and they're there to you know bring in additional um individuals who might also be in need of that particular service um, or you know that particular expertise um in terms of the tools out there yeah so there's tools like facebook groups um, the other things, the other times I've seen Slack channels. So mm. I've seen that quite a bit, actually, more so in the last couple of years yeah. where, uh, you know, instead of using Facebook, where, you know, maybe some people are not always on Facebook, uh, using creating a Slack channel for your community is another great way of just keeping together. We really continue kind of engaging. I think that's really the key thing is that you don't want to just create a group, you know, and then forget about it because it's kind of like a garden, right? If you don't continue on, removing the weeds and tell, you know, and just tending to your garden, then it's just going to grow into create, you know, insanity. But if you continuously working on the garden, same thing with any group and community, then, you know, you're engaging with your audiences and you're engaging with your community members. Yeah. What you were saying there about, uh, I call them raving fans. I think, you know, yep. those, those biggest advocates, things like that. Absolutely. Um, testimonials came up for me and I want to hear like from your perspective, why are testimonials so important and how do we best use them? Right. So testimonials, I mean, I think are great for any brand, big or small, you know, no matter what you're doing, uh, whether you have a service or a product, uh, always creating or getting testimonials. Um, and those are used quite a bit in marketing materials. So I use them a lot for 
let's say, you know, my brand, my clients' brands on landing pages, on websites, on um, even in emails um, in order to showcase, you know, how people have experienced um, the service or the product that they've experienced and um, and also just allowing other people's, uh, other individuals to kind of view that and, um, you know, learn more about the brand. So I, I highly recommend creating uh, testimonials. My recommendation would be to create video testimonials if you can, um, that those work really well, you know, nothing crazy, maybe just like a minute or two of somebody speaking about their experience because those just are much more powerful i say i think than just having like a written testimonial those are good but i think video is just so much better and in general video i think is much better in any in any i guess medium as compared to let's say the written word or audio or anything like that just because it allows you to engage much better with the brand um and kind of see who that personal brand is behind you know the camera yeah yeah, it's it's so important. I love, I love like the social proof aspect of right. businesses because I think so many people today there's there's so many options. So it's like how do we know what to choose, right? And you were talking earlier about like doing the research and going into communities, asking what tools to use. I think also looking at the testimonials and, and case studies and examples, and looking for someone who looks like me or looks like you for you you who's tuning in or listening right now like someone who you resonate with, it's like, oh, that person had a similar situation to me and they got this result. Then I can, I could probably do that. And maybe it's possible for me. And then it creates that, that, um, you know, possibility to move forward. It, it inspires someone to take action because they believe that they can do it. Absolutely. It's all about taking action. <laughs> like yeah. we talked about earlier in the conversation. Yep. yep. And I think that's, that's something interesting because, um, I think a lot of people want to build great businesses and serve a lot of people and make a lot of money. And that taking action component, like some of some people it's like built into, some people have developed it. Is there anything you would recommend around if someone wants to be more courageous, take more action, produce more results in their in their life? Like 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 I said, not everyone is necessarily born with that. And some people have to really work to develop that fire and that consistency and that action-taking ability. What have you seen to really step up and, and do that? How, how have people, someone who you've worked with or met over the years, gone from struggling and kind of being more of in that victim mode and like waiting for life to happen, happen to them and then getting back into empowerment and taking action? Right. I think there's a few things here. And I think one of the, you know, a couple of them you kind of mentioned is one is just, um, is I think having a mindset shift where it's not just like, oh, things are happening to me, but it's mm -hmm. actually the mindset of I am doing the thing. So I think yeah. that's the first thing is just a mindset shift. A lot of times I see um, entrepreneurs, individuals, just, you know, people in general are like, oh, well, this is life and this is happening to me. That's not, you know, how we want to see things. We want to feel like we have control over life. So that's the first thing I would say. The second would be passion. Mm. And the most successful people I've seen have been the ones that are passionate about what they do. Because if you are not passionate about what you do and you wake up in the morning and you're like, well, I'm not really passionate about, you know, digital marketing today or really tomorrow or any other day. What's the point of me like doing all of this stuff, you know? So passion is going to drive that you know, that action, because if you were like, yes, I have a goal. Yes, I um, want to do this. Yes, I want to help people. Yes, I want to help entrepreneurs. Then then you're like, yes, I have a very big, like, 
I have big shoes to fill when I wake up in the morning. Like I want to do this. Like I want to help entrepreneurs or whatever, you know, whatever it might be, or I want to be a relationship coach and I want to help people with their relationships, you know? So it's that passion. And I think also momentum. So if you start something and you're, you have the passion and you're kind of, you know, and maybe it's not going to be there right in the beginning, but if you kind of create that momentum, it just basically creates, um, you know, a flywheel as you call it. Right. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it, it almost like creates that uh, motion and moving forward and the whole thing just keeps moving forward. And then you have th- that momentum. So mm-hmm. I would say those three things. So mindset shift, uh, passion, and then that momentum flywheel that just allows you to move forward. Um, so thinking about those things and a lot of times uh, with passion, you know, people are like, well, I don't know what my passion is. Well, you know, think about where you can serve, where you can help think about the goals that you have, you know? And the one thing that I also see is that like a lot of times business owners or entrepreneurs want to go in it for the money. And and the money is like just a, a side effect of the service, right? Yep. You provide, you're, you have the passion, you provide the service and people will pay you because they're, you're good at what you do and you're providing a good service. Yeah. Um, but it's not the other way around. It's not like, well, I want to make money and then I'll think about the service I want to, a mediocre service I want to create, right? <laughs> so it, like think about the service and then the money is just like a, a side effect of the service. Yeah, yeah it's, that's so good. I love it. I think um, just really being aligned right when you're aligned like all these opportunities come to you when you're aligned people can feel that energy they can feel that like magnetism they can feel like you really enjoy what you're doing and who do we want to work with someone who's just like getting by and like right. you know or do we want to work with someone who's lit up having fun enjoying themselves and it feels passionate good. exactly exactly it feels someone good was like be- yes like i want to do it i want to help like someone who was like drive you know yes yes <laughs> excited I I love it. I love it. And that's, that's really, you know, we don't have to always be like, Oh my gosh, amped up, but like really to, to be tapped into that passion. Like I, I love it, Gene, like you're, you're so right to, to find those people who are doing it like, like, and making us feel good because they're doing it because they love it because they enjoy it. There's so many options today. Why would we choose someone who's like a pain in the butt to work with and like doesn't look like they enjoy it? It's going to make us not like the experience. So like go find that person who who's doing that and be that person yourself. And if you're not in the industry or the, the trade or whatever, and you're listening to this that, that you enjoy, then find that for you. Create that. Like go test things. I, lo- I, I heard what you said earlier. You know, I was like, you can't get it wrong if you're going out and experimenting with your passions. You can't like, like in my opinion, if you're trying to figure out what you love, you can't waste time trying to go figure it out. If you're like sincerely experimenting, you're sincerely like really paying attention to what lights you up and what doesn't like go just try different things, go attempt, go, go experiment, go play and, and also give it some time too, right? Cause you could go to one lesson of karate and be like, this sucks. I'm never coming back. But then if you keep going to it and keep experimenting, then you'll be able to develop like, Hey, well maybe, maybe I could learn to love this. And I think a lot of times we suck when we begin at anything. So giving ourselves that that time, that patience, you know? Yeah. I mean, I sucked at digital marketing when I first started. So <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be honest, but you know, 13 years down the line, it's like, uh, I'm okay at it now. But <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, we'll always, um, and be, I sucked at being an entrepreneur too when I first started yep. seven years ago, you know, I don't know. I think we're all kind of in that same boat, unless you have some sort of like experience being an entrepreneur, maybe you're an entrepreneur, like, you know, when you're uh, a teenager or something, or you start yeah. a company, then I think we all suck as entrepreneurs as well, because there's a, there's a learning curve there as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I wanted to ask you about your your personal development, personal professional development. What do you feel is important to like really stay on your A game and cutting edge and like being the best version of yourself you can be? That's a that's a good point. So there's a few things that I do. One is meditation. So that's a big piece of my <laughs> of my personal development. Yeah. Um, it's been it's helped me a lot. And I try to do it every day. I'll be honest, I don't do it almost, you know, I don't do it every day. So that's something that I, I do strive towards is trying to just at least take 10 minutes uh, every day to be with my thoughts, to be with myself and um, to meditate. Um, definitely physical activity. So I do, I've been running for, I don't know, 20 years or something like that. So, uh, so definitely doing sort of physical activity. So today I went for a run outside since all the gyms are closed. We also have to go. I want to ask about that, Jean. Since since you have such a track record with running, like I have wanted to like get more into marathon races and and um, obstacle courses and things like that. One of my concerns is, and I know you're not necessarily a doctor or physical fitness expert, but one of my concerns is um, like the just the wear and tear that it has on joints and things like that. Have you have you experienced anything like that, or has it been like pretty? You, your body stayed really healthy um, by doing running a certain way. So yeah, that's a good point. Um, it, it does, you know, especially with age, it, it can tear your body a little bit more. So I, um, I started off running on road okay. about, like I said, twenty years ago, and then about ten years ago, I switched to running on trail. Mm. So that really has helped, like my knees and, my, and joints in general, just because, especially when you're doing long distance running, like you know, 10 Ks or half marathons or marathons, you know, you're pounding on that concrete for many, many miles that definitely can um, tear up your joints. And so, which I think why a lot of like road marathoners don't really make it professionally past like 40, right? Because I think they're just body wear and tear over, over those like 20, 25 years that they've been doing it for so long. So, um, so trail has definitely helped me a lot. Um, and I, I would highly recommend that, you know, it's a little bit more challenging just because a lot of times when you do trail, it's more hilly. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a different challenge, Oh yeah. Uh, but I, I absolutely love it. It's much more scenic than doing road running. It's a little bit easier on the body. Um, but I mean, road, road, I mean, the trail running you can do, you know, in your 40s, 50s, 60s and up, you know, if you continue yeah. on doing it. So it's a lot easier on the body. That's awesome. Awesome. What are, so, what are your thoughts? What are you looking to do? Are you looking to do races or? Yeah, I, I think just challenging myself. I think that's something that's important, you know, to to keep challenging what what I've done. I've never done a 5K, 10K, never done like anything like that, never done an obstacle course. And it's like, you know, I want to challenge my body, but also do it in a way that preserves my body, you know, push it, but don't like, like be, be effective at how I push it and how I stretch it and how I challenge myself, you know? Absolutely. No, I, I think you should. I'd love to hear it. You know, next time you do a 5k, let me know how that goes. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think awesome. the obstacle course is more like my style. I love, I love like climbing on monkey bars and things like that when I was right, a kid. Right, so right. it's like, I just see myself doing more, more of that, just challenging myself. But I also know that like that takes a really a higher level of commitment, like to, to develop the whole body, you know? Absolutely. I can, yeah. I can totally understand that. Awesome. Yeah. Good luck with that. Let me know how that goes. Thank you. Thank you, Gene. Um, Let's talk about the rest of this year, Gene. 2020, um, there's some interesting, beautiful, opportune-filled times that we're in. Um, What do you see as a priority for you, for your company, going into uh, the rest of this year? 
Good question. You know, now with things being a little bit more uncertain, um, you never know how this year is going to end. <laughs> um, I would say, I mean, my priority before this whole thing happened and before the coronavirus pandemic, um, my um, um, my goals or I guess what I wanted to accomplish uh, this year was to... Um, so I have a couple of businesses. So I have the digital marketing agency, like I mentioned, uh, which has been going great. But then I have also created a couple of businesses recently uh, mm-hmm. uh, where I guess communities slash businesses. So one is a community. It's called um, uh, Digital Marketing for Women Entrepreneurs. So it's bringing together women entrepreneurs who are in that space or who are using digital marketing for their own businesses, you know, digital marketing and social media. And that has been um, something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And so I partnered up with um, another a female founder, another female entrepreneur. And so we put together a Facebook group and we have a podcast. And so my, my goal has been to really grow that and bring together a community of of women entrepreneurs. Um, and then I also started a technology company also around the same time a few months ago. Um, but, and we were working on our pitch deck um, and wanting to um, get in front of investors, but it looks like that might be something that we have to put on hold just because um, VCs are not as open to giving away money as much at, at this particular point. So we're hoping that's something that we can still um, do a down later in the year, but it looks like for now we're still working on our pitch deck, but it's something that we would have to probably put on hold in terms of raising capital for uh, building out the technology platform. So, um, so those were the two main things that um, I wanted to accomplish from a business perspective, um, from a, a growth perspective, I, I guess from a business growth perspective. Um, and then from personal perspective, it's definitely been, I, I, so last year I did five half marathons um, on trail. And so mm-hmm. my goal this year was to do at least that many um, and probably hopefully more. Um, so uh, two weeks ago, I did my first half marathon in, on trail this year, mm-hmm. but I ended up spraining my ankle at mile five. So I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now my training has been kind of put on a hold because um, of the sprained ankle. So I, um, I guess I'll just have to train a little bit, put that training, you know, towards uh, maybe a couple, a, a month or two from now. I mean, it's still, it's still my goal and I still can accomplish um, that, uh, those five half marathons, but it's just going to be a little bit tougher because of the sprained ankle. So, um, so yeah, I'd say those, um, oh, and then the other thing is my goal this year from, again, from a personal perspective is I just uh, recently bought land up in the mountains of Colorado. So my goal Ooh. was to build a house again not sure how things are going to go with the whole uh economy but that was still the goal to get that finished for the end of the year <laughs> wow wow bold it's bold and audacious and i love it gene go for it keep keep going for those dreams when, there, when there's a will there's a way you know like Absolutely. especially if you like for for when you're really investing in in a product and a service that you believe in technology that you believe in like it doesn't matter what the economy's doing, you know, people always, well, if you, if you approach the, the right people, the right VCs, like, and pitch them and they freaking love you, like they'll say yes, you know, like, I think it's, though, sure. there's people out there who have money who, that it's, that's liquid, right? And if right. you build a compelling enough case, like, you'll, you'll be able to, to persuade them. And, and I think that's, that's the beauty of like, it doesn't matter what time we're in. It's like, if it is to be, it's up to me. I, I don't care if the, the, the deck is stacked against me. The odds are stacked against me. I'm still going to go create the result. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the half marathon. Why do you choose to do a half marathon versus a full one or different styles? 
<laughs> True. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, so I have done a, a full marathon at one point that was many years ago. And then I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it too intense or what, what is it? Um, it's just a lot more training and a yeah. lot. More, yeah. I mean, it's a lot more intense. So, I mean, with a half marathon, you know, you still, you have to train for it, but it's like, you don't have to do as much uh, sure. because, um, the, you know, you do the, first half it's like people are always like yeah why don't you do a full marathon i'm like the second half of the marathon is much harder than the first half but oh, yeah. that's why i don't oh, do yeah. a full marathon it's like the first half is okay like you can get through it even if you didn't train as much or as well like it's doable to do 13 miles but then 26 is much it's like is exponentially harder than the, the 13 so Damn. that's why i've done it and i think i'm i'm good for now <laughs> But maybe down the line, right. um, yeah, it's something that I might consider doing again. I love it. I love it. So good. So let's tell our audience how they can connect with you and also that women's community. I know that's a big thing for you, something that's super important. So um, tell them how the, the women digital marketers can come and get involved, learn, grow, tune into the podcast. Tell them about that, Gene. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so if you're a woman entrepreneur and you're either digital marketing or social media or just use those channels for, for business and want to learn more, um, you can go to Facebook and uh, the Facebook group is just called um, Digital Marketing for Women Entrepreneurs. And we would love uh, for you to join. So that would be great. We also have a podcast, which is under the same name, um, Digital Marketing for Women Entrepreneurs. I love it. But you can also just look it up under my name, Gene Ginsberg. Um, you'll probably find it. So it's on iTunes. So, uh, yeah, and then I also have my own podcast, which is just called Listen by Gene Ginsberg, and that's all about entrepreneurship, digital marketing, social media. I have guests on. Um, we talk about um, entrepreneurship, digital marketing, and social media, I guess I would say. Um, and so, yeah, there are different formats. Sometimes I have people on. Sometimes it's just me. Sometimes it's just like a you know, specific topic. So check that out as well. And then if you want to get in touch, um, just go to my website, geneginsberg.com. I just had it redone and redeveloped like a couple of weeks ago maybe a week ago. <laughs> yeah so it looks looks really nice it looks much more professional than it used to before so i'm Heck pretty yeah. excited about that congrats. yeah it's completely redesigned so that's pretty cool yeah, that's great. Congrats, Gene. You're like, you're crushing it. You're in big momentum. I, I see these like projects that are coming to fruition. I love the uh, branding and just like powerful descriptive words, digital marketing for women entrepreneurs. It's like, okay, I totally get who this is for, what we do here. And I think that's, it's really important to have that clarity just right as, before someone's even opened the door, right? Like they, they're searching for this. So I think you're, you're just powerfully positioning yourself, crushing it. And, uh, I, praying for the speedy healing of your ankle, getting back into training and doing more half marathons. And I will definitely keep you posted on my, my next yes. tough mutter or, or whatever it might be. And, awesome. uh, and, or I, I'm going to check out the trail run because I think that's, that's a good option for me. And then also anyone who's tuning in, definitely connect with Gene, go to geneginsburg.com. That's J E A N G I N Z B U R G.com. It'll be in the show notes and Gene, Thank you so much for being here, Superwoman. Thank you so much. Awesome. Have a great rest of your day, okay? Yeah, you too. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, 
wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life? What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.